we're here. We're live. We're nationwide. We're worldwide. It's Travis Partington, a.k.a. P-Dog, with Oscar Mike Radio on the move, on mission for our military and veterans, number 194. A lot of first tonight, a lot of good stuff going on tonight. I, I'm happy to be here. And the gentleman on my, um, I guess you're on my left. We'll say my left for the purpose of this. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Matt Cameron. Matt Cameron is the host, creator, and you know, you know, executive producer of Matty C Sports for You and Me podcast. Mr. Cameron, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely. It's an honor to be on your show. It's an honor to have you here, folks. Now, Matt is kind of a, a new at podcasting, but he's not acting new. He is definitely punching above his weight. He's gotten a lot of cool guests. We're going to ask him about that. Uh, you've got to check out his podcast, and he's in the same family I am. You you got a hold of Keith Hayes of Sense to One Productions to get your start, and obviously he's got you off to a fast start. So I'm just happy to have him here, and we're going to talk some sports people. Uh, because we don't have any with COVID-19. We're talk about some sports in the military and then what we both got going on for our podcast. So Matt, I'd kind of appreciate, man, if you take a couple minutes and just tell us about you and your podcast and, you know, what sports means to you. Well, for me, this all started out during this COVID-19. I've always been a big opinionator on different sports, especially the sports I like, like baseball, hockey, um, boxing, I, you name it, I, I talk about it, except for a couple things. But honestly, I started it with this COVID-19 and I started saying, hey, why don't I create a podcast and why don't I try to do that in the right way? So like our our little group, we have um, Keith Hayes, as you discussed. This guy is a very smart, intelligent promoter. He's He's a great person and he will tell you anything and any steps to get you to where you need to be. So when I was told by a, a distant friend to reach out to him, he was no problem. It was like business in there. And then it started booming. I started making calls and doing emails and stuff. And that's how I reached out to different athletes. And that's how I got started. And it's been great ever since. And I'm willing to talk to anybody and especially talking about sports and other subjects that come together. So that's pretty much what I do. I have my stuff every Sunday. And so that's what goes through me. We'll find you every Sunday, Matt. I'm sorry. We'll find your podcast. Uh, I would, you, so I'm on pretty much every major um, streaming. I'm on uh, uh, Spotify. I'm on Apple, I'm on Anchor FM, I'm reaching out to all that stuff, and um, I have a Facebook page, it's pretty much the name, Maddie C Sports for you and me, you can find out any information, sometimes I have contests, and uh, that's the easiest way to find me. I'll have all the links to Maddie C's Sports for You and Me podcast in the description for the video and for the podcast on the OscarMikeRio.com website. So uh, now... Before we get into the meat of the matter, which is sports in the military, ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice that I have a hat on. <laughs> you'll notice that Maddie has a hat on. And here's the thing, Matt. You are born and bred in Massachusetts. Is that not correct? That is correct. Now, folks, I was not. I came from around the, the, the way I've lived in the Midwest, the South, where I you know, fell in love with a lot of things, and then out West and then here. 
So moving down south where I moved, I'm an LSU fan, and LSU plays Alabama. It's kind of like the Pats and the Jets or the Bruins and the Canadiens. It's that kind of hatred. What are the chances that the, the, the one guest I have to talk about sports, born and bred in Massachusetts, is not only, you know, he doesn't like the Saints, he's not really a Blackhawks or Predators fan, he's a Bama fan. Now, now, Matt, before we get into the meat of the matter, you've got, you've got to tell me what this is because, dude, dude, this is hard to, it's hard to see. You even got the red shirt on with the, with the Bama colors. Come on. Explain this. Well, I'll be happy to say that actually this, art, this shirt actually is from a brewing company in Weymouth called Article 15 Brewing Company out of Weymouth, Massachusetts. And what they do is they donate a certain amount of their money towards uh, veterans and uh, military. And this color red is, there's an American flag on the back that says red and it's uh, remember in uh, remember uh, veterans and military and employed and I meant deployed. I'm sorry. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's a good cause. I think it's great that, you know, we do need to think of our, um, our military out there because they're defending our country along with this COVID. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but going back to Alabama, LSU, it's the biggest rival in sports, you know, football wise. And, you know, uh, I got a lot of friends that are LSU fans. I go down to Louisiana all the time and I wear Alabama in the central Mecca of LSU fans. The, See, I think they're weird wearing the color purple. I mean, it's just weird to me. Everybody wearing purple every single second of the day. But, you know, it's a great rivalry. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's just – it's just. Uh, um, I won a lot of money on them. So I started to respect them. I started to love them. And uh, I got a tattoo on the side of my ribs, the big Alabama A. So I've been a fan forever. <laughs> oh. Well, well, first of all, um, Article 15 Brewery, I've actually done a show out of there. And they're great people. And, and you know, if you want to support a veteran-owned business um, and you like beer, which a lot of my friends do, it's a great place to go and hang out, even if you don't drink like me. And maybe we'll have to do that, Maddie. I'll tell you what, our second show will have to be there maybe during a, a Sox-Royals game or something like that. I'm, I'm sure they'll okay with me my friend okay with me awesome awesome so what made you become a bama fan in the first place i got we got we got clear that up before we go on to the to the next thing i mean basically what happened is you can only watch boston college lose for so long till you get sick of it so i was placing bets and I was, you know, we running on bowl games and it was when LSU played in the Superdome in two, 2011. And I was the only, cause it was a, a LSU based um, bowl selection uh, picks. So they were going with, everybody was going with LSU cause they're all from there. So lo and behold, I'm the only one who picks Alabama in the national championship and they win the whole thing and I'm winning a ton of money. So I'm like, you know what? love Alabama. And ever since then, loved them for life, tattoo on my ribs, whatever. So that's how I got the love for LSU. 
winning a lot of money. And then it just happened from there. And I'm sorry, you, you, you guys don't know how to spell go. So, I mean, it's not my fault. Yeah, we, just, we just do it with style. That's all. <laughs> so, you know, we started talking about, you know, what we were going to you know, talk about. And, and, you know, folks, I always love getting uh, podcasters, whether they're new or experienced or even struggling to come on and talk with me. I learned so much from them. And it, it, it starts some really good relationships. You know, four years ago, an experienced podcaster helped me. And it's just a way to kind of, you know, keep it all in the family. But, um, you know, I think something you said earlier kind of really stuck out to me is that sports connects us, right? I mean, there's something about that. And I, I kind of want your take on, you know, guys in the military who, you know, who served and performed at a high level in, in professional sports. I mean, is, is that is that something that we see a lot now or has there been people in the past that have done that? You know, I, I think it's a little bit more ramped up now. It's, it's very unheard of for, um, for certain military members that join professionally after college and stuff like that. We don't really hear that unless, you know, it's like a little excerpt in Facebook or something, but I think it should be more produced that these guys are, Make, making these guys known for what their action in the military, what they've done. I mean, we, we can talk about the past with, you know, one of the best baseball players ever with Ted Williams serving in World War II in a fighter jet, you know. And, you know, in that era, a lot of these guys would come from playing baseball and said, you know what, I need to serve my country first. That's who I am. That's the American spirit that – and I feel like they, they had a lot more pride of, you know, being more about how sports doesn't matter right now. Our country matters first. Yeah. And this is coming, like I said, Ted Williams, one of the greatest baseball players in major league history and having one of the best batting averages of any player. And this is from a, from a guy who took time from baseball to join a war and still had that unbelievable average and just a great guy you know speaking of ted williams the famous boston red sox player do you do you feel that any pro baseball player now would walk away from the game in the height because ted did it when he was in his prime earning years in prime like peak of his youth you know i'm gonna put my career on hold go serve my country and try to come back do you think you think that would happen now to any degree or is it just such a, a machine now that you can't break away from the game at all? Um, that's a good question. I do think that some players can break away, but I feel like it's the young players. I don't think it's the veteran players. Now you consider Ted Williams a veteran player and a great player. I don't think, you know, I can't even use an example, but you know, some most people know the superstar stars of baseball like and it's just they they wouldn't do that you know they're they feel like they're too important say a rod for example that's that's a famous one um wouldn't say i'm gonna i'm gonna put my career on hold and and, and go work for a thousand bucks a month for my country he just wouldn't do that no you wouldn't absolutely not maybe that's why um for me it's a big thing for 
me as a hockey um, podcasting part of my show is a lot of those players do serve in the military and a lot of them um, American born will start off that way and they'll come back into playing hockey, you know, because it's not as big a major salary as a major league baseball player. And I'm not saying different sports don't do that. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of NFL players do it, especially in the one of the linemen for the Pittsburgh Steelers that, you know, he, he was the only one who didn't kneel and go back into the locker room and he held that American flag high and there's nothing but respect for that. I love the patriotism like that because that flag is sacred in this country. Yeah, that, that's a that's a tough time, especially with everything going on uh, in Minnesota. Um, you know, we're reminded of that, um, and and you, you know we'll get into hockey here in a second. But you know, one of the things I've been struggling with is the the whole thing where the kneeling happened, and it, it really forced me to say, you know what, I'm going to step away from following the NFL because I, I just you want to protest. I got no problem doing that. I serve my country, but you, you don't do that. And, and and you don't sit there and ask for my money and then sit there and wipe it in my face when you, you when you, when you play a game. And, and I kind of want to get your take on this is, um, you know, a lot of my fellow veterans felt the same way. And and now we're kind of being encouraged to come back. The NFL's made some changes. It's it, it's not as adversarial as it was. I mean, do you think there's? Do you think that I should give the NFL a second look when this COVID nineteen stuff uh, kind of winds down? Another good question. You know, it, it, we had these commercials when you know certain teams come on where they say they support our troops. And um, I'm sure that they give a percentage to the troops. I'm sure that they do a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know. Some of them show they're in Kuwait, they're in Afghanistan, they're in Iraq. You know, I don't know what the NFL particularly does with that, but I would hope they support them. But at that time around the Kaepernick era, they did not do anything about it. And it was just like, like you said, for you veterans, it, it was a slap in the face. And, you know, it, it, the national anthem is, is sacred to me. It's very sacred. And it, it, it gives me goosebumps when I go to a game and that is playing in front of me. And for, you know, guys like that who, who, who kneel and like they say they support each other, it's, it's not supporting our country. And the country is more important about, political um aspects it's just not right you gotta you gotta respect your country before a certain individual and that's that's what made hockey so uh you know i, I grew up uh watching the blackhawks i kind of like the predators now too because i think it's a really cool situation down there in nashville but i mean several hockey coaches and ownership made it clear if you use a hockey player kneel or disrespect the anthem U.S. or Canadian or Russian, you're gone. And you didn't hear a blip about it, and, and no one had a problem with it. And, and I think it's a very interesting culture. And just, you know, on, on a different note a little bit, let me go on a tangent here. Um, I didn't grow up in the New England area. And I moved in when the Sox still kind of stunk and the Patriots were still stinking it up a little bit before they started winning and then the Bruins were in that, that old nasty uh, 
the, the old the old garden, right? But one thing, yeah. man, is for people out there who don't understand, Bruins fans, Sox fans, Celtics fans, and Pats fans are very different animals. Yes, we are. Yeah, okay. So I'm not just I'm not just making that up. I'm telling people, I'm like, look, a Bruins fan is not cut from the same cloth as a Pats fan, a true Bruins fan. So I'm just kind of curious. I mean, that's kind of what I've told people. They don't believe me. I mean, can you kind of, you know, expand on that a little bit for me? All right. Well, let me tell you. So me, me as a Bruins fan, I went to Philadelphia. And when I went to Philadelphia, they are the craziest, most passionate fans for their city. And if you're not wearing the Philadelphia Flyer symbol, you're not wearing a Philly symbol, you're especially not wearing an Eagles symbol, you might as well just guarantee that you're going to get a beer thrown at you, food at you. Luckily for me and my wife, who was also with me at the time, I was wearing um, a Bruins t-shirt, but it was um, during military week when I bought their shirt that it was just, it, it didn't occur or happen to me, but they did boo me and whatever. But yeah, I mean, we're a whole different breed. I mean, the Patriots have their following. You know, they're okay. The Red Sox have really calmed down because when Jeter and all them were around, we were ruthless with them. And, you know, I didn't like the racism in this in this community with the Red Sox Nation because not everybody was doing this stuff. Yeah. And a little bit of, of Boston teams that are here, we have some racist fans. and And – I, it's just not good for any game. And, it, you know, you go to Chicago, you go to different things. There's some people that are a little bit rude and stuff, but not – it's just sometimes in Boston we can get a little carried away. I, I just couldn't believe when I first got here that, I mean, people had many shrines at work. People were designing new Fenway parks. Uh, everybody – People were people were saying, you know what? I'll give you my Pats tickets because they suck. I'm not going <laughs> to. Five years later, those same tickets were marked up 300, percent and he thought he was doing me a favor. It's just a a, a different um, different world in in this part of the country, and people don't understand it. But ironically, you're right. No one cares about the BC Eagles at all. No one cares yeah. about us. No one cares about Boston College, except for, except for the bean pot, except for the bean pot. But love it. They don't, they don't care. They don't care about the, the 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 college football, which was like weird. But uh, once the Pats were on, forget it. That was that was it. Um, is there any famous you know military sports guy besides Ted Williams and, and the, the I forget his name. Is is it? I can't I can't remember the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's an offensive lineman, and it's right on the tip of my tongue. I know wasn't Villanueva. Was it Villanueva? I'll talk about Villanueva, um, but I, yeah. I don't quote me on that one. But um, is there anybody else that that stands out to you as a, a person who served the military? You know, had a, a a professional sports career and maybe wasn't you know Super Bowl or, or World Cup bound, but definitely made an impression on you. Absolutely, without a doubt, Pat Tillman from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, probably one of the most influential um, players of all time to to go from a pretty good career um, in Arizona and said, you know what, I'm turning down, I believe it was 
no, $3.2 million for three or four years. And um, he said, no, uh, I'm going to serve my country. Went to Afghanistan, unfortunately lost him in the war. And, um, you know, like I said, patriotism is a big thing for me. You know, it, it's, it's hard to see a, a soldier go down and hear these, hear this stuff on the news. And then, you know, he was one that, you know, football more than life. And he chose the military and served his country well and did it with pride, just like you would on the football field. And I had nothing but respect for that that man and what he sacrificed for this country and chose that over football. Just unbelievable. It's really interesting that it had that kind of effect on you and, and, and your perspective on sports and how it, 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 it binds us together. Um, I know for me when I was serving, man, um, you know, on those times we were, we were not in the field or not doing something, you know, military related, and we could watch a football game. I mean, it might not even be your team, you know, uh, but it's ironic in Arizona where I was stationed, the Cowboys got shown a whole lot, which I can't, I can't stand the Cowboys. It's a different story, but we'd rather watch a team that wasn't our team or team that sucked together than be in our rooms alone. It was pretty cool. Um, Just to kind of switch gears now and kind of talk about podcasting. You talked about before when we first got on here. What's been your favorite part of, of, of doing this podcast since you got it started? So originally I started on Anchor FM and I interviewed a fullback um, for an NFL team in Baltimore. And what happened was I was kind of new to the game. So when I was recording, um, you could only edit through your phone and it's just way too small to be editing a major, major interview. So it's like, um, I. I think I'm doing this wrong. So I got a lot of advice and um, good tips from other people. And for podcasting, for me, it was just a big ups. Like it's, it's more fun. It's, it's a fun thing. If you don't enjoy this, then I mean, you're not up for it. So um, yeah, for podcasting, for me, it's, it's a lot of steps. It takes a, it takes a lot to be able to do it. And um so I do different formats. So, I mean, you got to just experiment really, and you can get help along the way, but it's you that has to talk about what you feel is right. Not talk about me personally. I don't talk politics and I don't talk stuff like that. But of course, like if I feel I can talk to somebody about something, then I will like, like us military and sports. It's great. So, uh, I mean, I'm happy to be on the show with you and talking about this stuff because it's, it's stuff that makes people feel good supporting the military and supporting sports and combining both topics. Well, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Um, I was in Hawk school and one of the instructors found out that uh, one, of my co- one of my fellow you know, classmates didn't like the, uh, he was a Cowboys fan which meant he was not a 49ers fan. And the staff sergeant was a 49ers fan. And that staff sergeant started, I mean, he, he kind of had it coming to him. My classmate did, he mouthed off. And so he, the staff sergeant made him do like 200 pushups to try to get him to become a, a 49ers fan. And to his credit, he didn't do it. He, he stuck by his team, but it was a, um, it was a long day for him, but it, it, <laughs> things like that, that, that bring people together. And, 
Yeah, yeah. To to have you say that Philly fans are are more passionate than than Bruins fans is is saying something because you're right. Like Chicago fans are kind of they're passionate about their team, but it's not like life and death like the like the Canadians or Maple Leafs are or the Bruins fans are. Nashville's still trying to figure it out. The only reason they like I love them to death, and I think the story's great, but. You know, my take on Nashville, Maddie, is they just like it because there's fighting. They're, they're coming to see the fights. Right. The game, whereas it seems like a lot of Bruins fans I meet are true students of the game. They can tell you how different things have shifted over the years. And, and one question i got to ask because uh, my, my sons are Bruins fans. Tim Thomas or Tuka Rask, who's better? Oh, boy, you had to throw that one. Um that's Choir minds won't go. Now, during my time in 2011, we had Tim Thomas, of course. Unfortunately, you know, we, we had both. We had great talent in both. But in my honest opinion, and as much as I love Timmy Thomas and he won a Stanley Cup, I'd have to go with Tuka Rask. Because, because you got to look at it through this way. You, you had Tim Thomas and Tuka Rask on one team in 2011. Now, Tim Thomas, he was in his late 30s, early 40s. I can't quite remember. But you're going to run out of gas at that age. And Tuka Rask is, is just as – like he's getting up there now. But you think about it, he's got a Stanley Cup with that 2011. He took on the Blackhawks and unfortunately lost in game six – no, game five at home. Then we, and then we lost in the last year. So it's like he's been to three Stanley Cups. I mean, Tim Thomas won, and then he just went went to go fishing in Michigan. Well, my my view, see, now it's fine. Now just watching it as a hockey fan, it is, and people get all over Tuka Rask. But I'm like, you can't put those losses on Tuka. Yes, he's in the goaltender, and so the the the, the scope is on him, but. I could point to, you know, defensive, defensive problems. I mean, I, I think, and people have yelled at me that Zdeno, Zdeno Chara, excuse me, Zdeno Chara <laughs> is getting up there, man. He's not effective. So the, the forward can go past him and he can't use his body like he could five years ago to impose his will on that winger or that forward coming down the ice. So once they get past him, it's a two-on-one they're going to get shots off. And, and you know, Tuca was – he didn't have help around the net is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And the thing with Char is he's, you know, and I see it too, uh, he has a he has the biggest uh, hockey stick in, on, in the NHL, okay? So my problem is he's using this thing like an 80-year-old woman and just prodding at somebody that, does, that, that doesn't give somebody their jello, you know? Like, I mean – that's the problem. It's, it's like, it's like, he's just, you know, I'm like, take your body and put him in the boards. He Absolutely. The, the winger does not respect him. And because exactly. he, he's going to fly by him, take the other two on the other side of the ice and, and go through the neutral zone, get somebody on sides. And it's a two on one almost all the time. And another thing that bothers me about the Bruins is, I'm like, you get offensive talent in there. You're not going to have guys like Marshawn for that much longer. you got to no. build around them. So, exactly. 
I, 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 it's, it's a weird situation. And then last thing is, oh my God, dude, to take a family of four to a Bruins game is a major expenditure, man. It's expensive. It's, there's, there's no easy way to say it. Like going to the Providence Bruins is a much better uh, take for me. No, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even before I had my, um, my daughter, um, me and my wife used to go to Bruins games and all that stuff all the time. Cause you know, we were, we were younger, but you know, $13 a beer. I mean, um, a hot dog is eight fifty. I'm like, I can buy a pack for that. You know, it's like the price gouging of stuff is just getting crazy. And I think because of this COVID, I honestly, in my opinion, will the, you'll have $10 hot dogs and $25 beers. Who knows? I think owners are going to, have to look in the. I think owners are going to have to look in the mirror and decide if they want fans or they want to squeeze fans for money. And I think what they're going to find is people's turnips are just wrung dry. There's no more money they can wring out of them right now. Maybe you ought to like peel it back a little bit and 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 you know work on a new 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 fan base. So. This is good stuff, man. I'm having a really great time and kind of like, uh, and I can't believe we're just blowing through this time. I'm having so much fun. Um, one thing that I kind of want to get an idea of as a, as a podcaster is what's next for Maddie C sports for you and me. I mean, what do you got coming on next in the next like month or two or you know, what, what are you thinking about? Well, for me, I think, um, taking a break from trying to, you know, reach out to these big athletes is, um, going to be a big thing. Um, I'd like to do a little bit more podcast related things with different podcasters from different States. So like you said, podcasting should be a family. It's not a competition. It's more about joining together and doing whatever. Like it's not a, it's not about the ratings and everything. Like everybody thinks it's like, like for me, I was, I was talking to certain people and it's like, you know, I, I can't, um, you know, send a, send a friendly email saying, Hey, like due to contractual issues or stuff like that, like I can't do this or whatever. And, you know, some people, some people are hateful, you know, this is a fun, this is supposed to be a fun thing. And if you don't like having fun then you shouldn't be doing it. And I love it, you know, and I'm just going to move on and just keep having fun doing what I like, for me, it's, it's not really business. It's more fun for me. And, and I'm going to keep doing it until I don't want to anymore. And I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. That's amazing, man. That's awesome. Um, you're absolutely right. It is about having fun. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, I kind of try to, for me, I kind of approach it like a, like a business focus, but I'm like, if I want to be a business, I'd be in business. This is about having fun and making connections like we are now. And I think you're absolutely right. If you're, if you're trying to do this for numbers or likes or followers, you're going to get burned out real quick and stop. So I think that fun aspect is there. And so again, people can find you on, you know, Apple and Google and all the other podcast outlets, right. And on Facebook. Absolutely. Yep. I promote everything. If you people want to know where, where and what I'm doing, Maddie C sports for you and me, Facebook. And again, Spotify, Apple, uh, podcast and anchor FM, um, any of those. And I'm going to branch out of course, even more. I just, um, 
I have a little, uh, you know, as any other person um, who is working, I'm trying to trying to go to work and, you know, um, just when I have the time, it'll branch out more. So I'll tell you what we'll do, Matt, we'll get with Jen and Leo at article 15. And if you're up for it, when, when, if LSU and Bama play this fall, we'll do like a live stream from there of us calling the game, our style. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Right. We had the TV in front of us kind of like, you know, when we're facing the TV and you know, we're, we're, we're there doing the game you know, they're, 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 they're showing us their wares and during commercials, we can turn face the camera and kind of talk about it. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be pretty sweet. I wear my BC hat that day. <laughs> my LSU stuff on. So, um, this has been great, man. This is, this is number 194 for me, folks. Uh, you, you know, I, I love having first time on with Maddie C also the little first I've got my Oscar Mike radio shirt on from authentically American. You can go to my website and click shop and check them out. Um, is, and I can tell you what, Matt, after 194, 195, it's still fun for me. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, but I, I, I love doing it. And, and you know, I, I think as long as we can do, you know, that and, and do our job be a, a dad, husband, life's pretty good. Yes, it is. And I can't be even more. I'm so happy that everybody's happy and good. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely been a fun time talking with you. And again, congratulations on your four years with your, um, podcast and also your new merch. Um, and we'll definitely talk some more. It's been a great interview for sure. Appreciate it. I've had a great time, man, and, and looking forward to watching some good sports together, especially come hockey season. And uh, I, I'm glad that, that you and yours are safe during this time of uh, this COVID-19 strife in our country. And I think, you know, maybe we do need sports springs together. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Well, as we say in the Hawk, the missiles in flight lock through launch. I'm Travis Partington with Oscar Mike Radio. My guest and fellow podcaster Matt Cameron of Matty C Sports for You and Me. Check him out. I'll have all the links in the podcast. That's a wrap.